Hello, everybody. How is everybody doing today? It is uh, Saturday, June 9th. Yes, it is Saturday, June 9th. We are airing a special Saturday episode of Let's Be Real Sports today. I am QB, and as you can see today, I am doing the show all by myself, solo. No Sean, no Sherman, no Joseph. They are all out because of emergencies. Uh, today, I will be speaking on boxing and basketball. There's going to be a big fight tonight. Terrence Crawford is going to be going up against Joe, I'm sorry, Jeff Horn. And uh, next week, Carlos Ocampa will be facing Errol Spence Jr. for the IBF welterweight title. Also, I'll be speaking on the NBA Finals, which ended yesterday. I'm not to my surprise very much. And I will be speaking on who I feel, in my opinion, is the greatest player of all time. Now, I'm going to start with boxing because since tonight is a big fight, I'm going to start off with boxing. So I'm going to talk about the Terrence Crawford and uh, Jeff Horn fight. Also, people, whoever's watching within the sound of my voice, feel free to comment ask questions since i'm doing the show today i will be way more receptive to anything that anybody comments now let me start off the show with the terrence crawford and jeff horn fight it's gonna be for the uh wba i believe no the wbo welterweight title crawford is the undefeated well, both of them are undefeated, actually. Terrence Crawford at 32-0 and, and zero with 23 knockouts. Pretty impressive. And uh, me and Big Sherm, we spoke about this a few episodes ago. We spoke about this. Crawford had to take time off due to a hand injury. He hasn't fought in a little while. Horn, I mean, people are saying some people are saying don't sleep on Jeff Horn. And I mean... Hey, he's a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Let's not let's not disrespect the man, but in all reality, the man has no chance against Terence Crawford other than a puncher's chance. Terence Crawford has got the way better technique, a better defender. We, Jeff Horn, without a doubt in my mind, the guy hits hard. The guy's a hard puncher. But a puncher can't beat a boxer. And uh also Crawford, like I said, he's got a, he's got the great technique. He can take he can take punishment. He showed that he can take punishment in past fights. Uh, Crawford is the better defender, the longer reach. I mean, it's it's just it's just I don't see it not being Crawford's fight. I I think the real question is is how long does it take Terence Crawford to win this fight? I believe Terence Crawford could knock him out. And anywhere from six to eight rounds. Uh, Jeff Horn, as far as him winning the fight, I think the only way he wins this fight, he has to be very. He has to. Be, he has to be pretty defensive. He has to be very, very defensive in this fight. He's gotta. He's gotta dodge a lot of punches. He can't take too much punches from Crawford, because Crawford. Crawford hits. He's gonna hit you. He's going to hit you quick. He's going to hit you hard. It's going to be very effective. His punches. Uh, I just don't see. I just don't see Jeff Horn winning this fight. I mean, 
the like I said, the only chance I give him is this he's pretty defensive, and I give him a, that puncher's chance because, hey, he's a boxer. I can't just count him out. I mean, guys like Paulie, Mon- uh, I don't, I don't, I forgot how to say this brother's name. Paulie Mananaji. How, how do you say his name? Paulie Malanaji, something like that. He says, don't sleep on Jeff Horn because, uh, I mean, the guy is pretty good. Don't let that shit with Pacquiao fool you and all that. And I mean, Paul, I mean, come on, Paulie. I mean, you, you know better than that, man. Come on, Paulie. You know, you know, Je- Jeff Horn. I mean, Jeff Horn is not bad. He's, he's undefeated as well. He's 18 and 0, 12 knockouts, but he hasn't really fought anybody besides an old Manny Pacquiao, an aging Manny Pacquiao. Now, Terrence Crawford is in his prime, and he's also a lot taller than Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao was only about five foot five. Terrence Crawford is about six two or something like that. I mean, it's it's just gonna be a different fight. And I and and Jeff Horn, he's saying he's he says a lot going he says he's gonna give Crawford a big fight and all that he's gonna give him a challenge, all this. I I can't I can't really I gotta defer with him. It's just out is it's with all due respect, I mean, you got no chance in winning this fight, Jeff Horn. You just got absolutely positively no chance in winning this fight. Now on to uh another fight I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna end it on that fight because um it's just it's just simple as that. I'm gonna leave it as Crawford winning within six to eight rounds. That's that's just how I see it. For anybody who is wondering what my prediction was for the fight. Now on to another fight. I'm gonna talk about that's coming up next Saturday. It will be the undefeated Errol Spence Jr. at 23 and 0 with 20 knockouts against Carlos Ocampa. At 22 and 0, with 13 knockouts. Now Carlos Ocampa, not really known about much. I, I mean, shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know much about him himself, myself. Uh, I haven't seen very. I haven't seen any of his fights at all. As a matter of fact, I've only really seen highlights on this dude. But I've seen Errol Spence fights. Errol Spence is the real deal. Uh. Carlos Ocampa is rated the number one fighter by the IBF that is not a champion. So this is actually a mandatory fight for the people who says, who for the people who think that uh, this guy Errol Spence Jr. is fighting just to avoid some other competitors, which is far from true. We hear Spence call out guys like Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia. But uh, he's basically forced by the IBF to defend his title against the guy who's the top contender. I'm not going to necessarily count Ocampa out, but I've seen how he fights. I mean, the guy, he's got a, he's, I mean, there's, there's just some reasons why I see why this would be a pretty easy win for uh, Errol Spence Jr. First of all, Ocampa, he does a, he has a very, very bad habit. Of leaving his hands down in fights. He has another bad habit of throwing wild body shots. And Ocampa, he is undefeated now. 
But who has he fought? Errol Spence Jr., I mean, he's just starting to make a name for himself. He hasn't really fought anybody yet. Well, in his last fight, he beat Havoc Peterson and he beat uh, Kel Brook back in, in London last year. He beat Kel Brook. And, I mean, he's starting to make a name for himself slowly but surely. He's making a name for himself. The, like I said, the brother's 23-0 and 0 with 20 knockouts. And a lot of people don't know this. But Errol Spence Jr. has not had a fight that's went the distance since 2013. That's very impressive right there. That speaks for itself. The man has had a has has not had a has not had a fight that's went the distance since 2013. That is un that is outstanding right there. Uh he's he has knocked out his last 10 opponents also. That includes Havoc Peterson and Kel Brook. And uh, from what I've seen from these two fighters, I've seen Errol Spence actually fight. I've never, and like I said before, I've only seen highlights as far as regarding Ocampa. Errol Spence is the better defender. Errol Spence hits harder. So Ocampa is in trouble here going into this fight, man. I mean... It all depends on what happens, the result of the fight. I think Spence will win regardless. But let's say something like Ocampa takes Errol Spence to the distance. I mean, shit, his stock goes up in boxing right there. He could be getting some big name fights in the future. If he does something like take Errol Spence Jr. to the, to the, to the distance. Uh, as far as what round I think Spence will beat him in, um, hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm going based off of strictly highlights with this whole complex guy. So I don't want to just straight up disrespect him. You know, I mean, I believe, I believe Spence could win by TKO possibly in within Within probably, probably say about the ninth or tenth round. Well, you know what? It, it might even end a little bit earlier than that because, I mean, shit. I've seen Spence, man. He punishes people. He really punishes people. And I mean, the dude. He's not. He's not just a puncher either. He has good boxing technique, and he hits hard. So I'm. I don't I don't even know man. It's it's hard it's hard for me to just pick I like I said I got I got Errol Spence just winning the fight straight up. I got Errol Spence winning this fight. As far as when it ends, man, I don't know cuz you see it's it's very unpredictable. He can end the guy. He can end the guy. Errol Spence can end the guy quickly and then he can play around with you and end you towards the end of the fight. That's that's how that's the that's the dominance that that uh, Errol Spence has. He can end you quickly, and he could he could end you he could end you towards the end. Ocampa, like I said, I, I I've never seen I've only seen I've only seen highlights based on this brother. Uh, if he change if he doesn't change up the way he fights though, 
If he if he fights it the same exact way I've seen him fight from his highlights based on his highlights, that fight I don't think that fight will go nowhere near past nowhere near nowhere past three rounds. Definitely shouldn't. Dude's leaving his his face open too much and Spence hits way too hard for him to not put him on the ground. Uh, this could and like I said before, this could be a big break for Okampa. It depends on what he does. If he if he can take if he could take Errol Spence Jr. to the distance here, his stock will go up. He could get fights against guys like Garcia. He could get fights against guys like possibly Terrence Crawford and and Keith Thurman and Havoc Peterson. All the all these top fighters, he could get he could get fights against guys like that. All depends on what he does in this fight next week against Errol Spence. My decision, my 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 pick my pick on the fight, how I feel it's gonna end. I'm I'm gonna just say Spence in six. I'm gonna say Spence in in six rounds. Yeah. I'm gonna say Spence. I'm gonna go with Errol Spence in six rounds. Yeah, no disrespect to Ocampa though at all. No disrespect to Ocampa. I mean, who knows? He may fight a, a completely different way from what I've seen. Who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I doubt he won't. So I got Errol Spence winning his 24th fight, and he'll get his 21st knockout. And. uh on to the NBA, which I'm going to spend most of the time talking about. We're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about the NBA Finals now. And as you guys know, the Golden State Warriors clinched their NBA championship, their second NBA championship in a row, and their third NBA championship in four years. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers four games to nothing. And now, am I surprised? By who won the series, not at all. Am I surprised by how the series went out with the sweep? Not necessarily, because I had Golden State winning in five anyway. What's one less game? Uh, Hold on, let me get a sip of my water. Uh, Kevin Durant just... Kevin Durant was Kevin Durant. I mean, Steph Curry was Steph Curry... For the most part, I mean, he only really played bad in Game Three. Clay Thompson was Clay Thompson for the most part. He only really played bad in Game Three, and I mean, LeBron James. I mean, <laughs> LeBron James. He played. He played his heart out. Everybody know. I mean, whoever whoever went whoever went for Cleveland it was just being ridiculous. You know, people people like that were just speaking straight up with their heart. They didn't believe that the Cavaliers could win that series. Let's let's be completely realistic here. All right. We're talking about a team that's got three players that has uh guys that average twenty points and better per game. That's Curry, Thompson, and Durant. Uh LeBron LeBron, I, I'm not going to sit here and do what everybody else does. Everybody says that LeBron has no help, and I believe that's a bunch of bullshit. But however, I will say that Golden State was clearly the better team against Cleveland. Clearly, they were the better team against Cleveland. 
There's no doubt in my mind about that. And game one was Cleveland's best chance of winning that, of at least taking one game. But we all know what happened with that with that play on uh, J.R. Smith running out the clock and letting the game go into overtime and stuff like that. But even if that happened, Golden State probably still would have took the next four. Something like that would have probably happened. Uh, now, as far as Cleveland for next season, free agency is coming up. It's a big free agency coming up this year. LeBron James will be a free agent this year, and uh, and that's got to be on the minds of everybody. What team he will join? Do I think he'll resign with Cleveland? It's a possibility that he can resign with Cleveland, but it's all depends on what moves the Cavaliers make during this offseason because they got to do things that are going to want to keep LeBron in Cleveland because if they keep this same exact team, the same exact result will probably happen. Or they might, I mean, shit, if you ask me, if LeBron comes back to Cleveland and they have virtually the same exact team, they might not even make it to the finals because guys like Kyrie Irving will be back. Guys like Gordon Hayward will be back. I believe the Boston Celtics are the truth, and I and I feel that the Boston Celtics can make the NBA Finals next year, and it all depends on what happens in, in the offseason, what happens during the offseason. That's all that is important. Uh, Kevin Durant is also a free agent this year, the reigning back-to-back finals MVP. But, of course, most likely the guy will sign back with the Warriors. Now, I don't want to bring this up. I don't I don't really like to talk about this that much. I don't really like to... I mean, even though that it is old news, <laughs> Durant joining the Warriors, I mean, it just, it just kills the competition that they play against. It was incredibly easy their last two rings when you think about it. The only team that really gave them a run for their money in the last two years was the Houston Rockets. Now, me personally, I'm really hoping that Durant signs with another team this summer because if Golden State stays intact, remains intact, and there's no real big move in this offseason amongst the other teams in the NBA then I mean, shit, they're going to win the championship again. <laughs> there's there's no... There's no... There's no explanation. There's no real excuse as to why the Warriors won the championship other than the fact that they are simply better than every other team. All the other teams in the NBA, to be honest with you, they have to depend on a guy like Durant or Curry getting injured. For them to even have a chance at winning the NBA championship. Uh, Kathy Posey, yeah, we do only do Sundays, but today we are doing a special Saturday episode. We'll all be pretty much busy tomorrow, so we won't be able to do an episode tomorrow. And no, there will not be a show tomorrow. Back to what I was saying about uh, 
the Warriors, every team in the NBA. I mean, every team, every team in the NBA that's that. If they're if you're being realistic, you gotta you had to depend on somebody like Durant or Curry getting injured in order for them to even have a chance at winning a championship. The Houston Rockets, they had the best chance, but you you knew their chances were over once once Chris Paul went out with injury. I still felt that the Warriors would have still beat them. It 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 was their chances of winning could have it was definitely increased with Chris Paul on the floor, but I still feel that the Golden State Warriors would have won that series. Uh as far as as far as uh the Warriors offseason moves go, I don't think it's gonna be that hard to for them to keep Kevin Durant. He'd probably even take a pay cut to to stay with the team. He doesn't really need the money and they're winning championships. They just won back to back championships. He won back to back finals MVP, so I there's I, there's because <laughs> the NBA is telling you a story. <laughs> there's 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 no real reason why he'd leave. It's fucking hot in this room, man. Damn, <laughs> you got a napkin or something I can wipe myself with? Oh, let me. Oh, hold on. Uh, can you grab that paper towel behind you? Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Ooh, it's hot in this room. Uh, like, yeah, like I was saying before, it's not going to be very hard for Golden State to keep Kevin Durant. They just won finals MVP back to back, two championships. Why would he want to leave? But me personally, I would like to see him go elsewhere. Uh, uh, some people out there saying that Kevin Durant should have, shouldn't have won finals MVP. Now that's pretty asinine. If you ask me, I mean, the guy was averaging damn near 29 points a game, shooting 50% from the field. And he showed up in just about every game. He showed up for everything within the exception, within the one exception of, uh, the second half of game one, Durant has showed up. As a matter of fact, Durant was the reason why they won game three. If you don't remember, Curry, like I said before, it's Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They didn't play that well in game three. And Durant, his 40-plus point performance, I believe it was. I think he had 42 or something like that in game three. His 40-plus point performance in game three was the reason why the Warriors won that game and and that was another game that Cleveland actually had a chance at winning game three and then last night they just they just quit they just they just gave up towards the second half you saw that they didn't have no life in them and shit I mean I feel I'm not gonna lie I really do feel sorry for a guy like LeBron putting in the work that he put in Average, I mean, scoring 50 in game one, averaging about 40-something points for the whole series, I believe it was. And his team still gets swept. 
it's just showing it just shows you the dominance that the Warriors have in the NBA right now. <laughs> no mas. <laughs> it just shows you that the dominance that the Warriors have in the NBA right now. And for those people that say that the Warriors aren't a dynasty, especially Scottie Pippen. I mean, how are they not a dynasty? They just won three championships in four fucking years. You know, the Spur. I mean, people consider the Spurs a dynasty, and they never even won two championships in a row. I mean, what what is necessarily the status quo of a dynasty? For anybody that's that's watching the show right now, I'd like I'd like for for you to answer that. What is what exactly to you is the status quo of a dynasty? Uh, as far as next season goes for next season, if nothing major happens, I got the Warriors going for a three-peat. If nothing major happens, no big moves happen. Now, if I'm LeBron James, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Shit, I'm holding Cleveland hostage because you ain't. I'm not going to say, well, like I said before, I'm not going to say he doesn't have help, but he damn sure don't have a team good enough to beat the Golden State Warriors right now. I'm not going to say he doesn't have help, but shit, they got to get him somebody. I, I mean, who who knows who they can get? Paul George is a free agent. This coming, this upcoming free agency as well, he could potentially be a teammate of LeBron James. Me personally... I wouldn't really want Paul George to be my teammate. And I mean the guy is a good player. He he can he can play. He can They are 20 straight years of 50 plus. I'm sorry about that people. I was reading a a comment that Sherman made. Uh as uh, Paul George, yeah, Paul George is a free agent this season, this upcoming free agency, as well as LeBron James. Uh, they could pot- they could potentially be teammates for next season, but like I was saying before, I wouldn't really want a guy like Paul George being my teammate because I've seen the guy come up small in big game situations, just like. Against the Utah Jazz in game six. The guy scored only, what, five points, I believe, or seven points, something like that. And I it's it just happens a lot. The guy the guy I don't I think he's never made a single clutch shot in his career. I don't quote me on that, but I don't think he's and when I say clutch shot, I mean a shot. A game-winning shot, I should say. He's never made a game-winning shot in his career. Yeah. I The guy's never done that. So, it's for reasons like that. I wouldn't really want that guy on my team. But, I mean, he, he is a great, he is a good player. He's, he plays defense. He could give you about 20 to 25 points a game. He's he's the same height as Durant. He, he definitely create defensive problems for a team... Like the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end it here on uh, my last subject 
on who I feel is the greatest player of, of all time. Now, a lot of people say the greatest player in NBA is Michael Jordan. Some people are starting to say it's LeBron James. And, of course, we got other people who say others, you know. I feel that the number one greatest player, the GOAT, I don't think it's Michael Jordan. I don't think it's LeBron James. I don't think it's Kobe Bryant. I think the number one greatest player of all time in basketball in the NBA history is uh Wilt Chamberlain. And a lot of people a lot of people would probably defer and you, you got all right in the world to differ to, to uh defer with me if you if you want to. Well, I mean, I got I got my I got my reasons. I mean and and you see people say things like oh Wilt Chamberlain, he played against guys who were male men and and they they did this and they did that and he played against guys who were unathletic and he played against short guys and all this stuff. See, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because the people who say those things, they probably wouldn't even be able to name one player who played in Wilt Chamberlain's era outside of Bill Russell. Okay? Wilt Chamberlain has played amongst some great players. I mean, some of the players that Wilt Chamberlain played against in his time had better rookie seasons than some players today who are veterans, okay? You take a guy like Walt Bellamy, and a lot of people you probably don't even know who Walt Bellamy is, who's who, who's watching this, who who is watching this or who are going to watch this in the future. A lot of you guys don't even pro- probably don't even know who Walt Bellamy is. He played for the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. I believe they were the San Francisco Warriors at the time. And uh Walt Bellamy, I mean as a rookie, averaged 31 points and 19 rebounds as a rookie. Okay? He was a center playing in the league when Walt Chamberlain was playing. You know, and we got the Bob Pettit of the world, who was a great player. He played. He Bob Pettit was is one of the is one of the best power forwards of all time. And a lot of people probably don't know much about him. He and he doesn't get much recognition because he's a part of Bill Russell's era. But you see, a lot of people don't know this. Walt Bell, um, not Walt Bellamy. <laughs> what was his name? Oh man, I just got it wrong. Oh man. I gotta let me look him up one more. Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bob Pettit. Bob Pettit actually is. A lot of people don't know this. Bill Russell is 11 and 1. And his finals record is 11 and 1. Bob Pettit is the only player that led his team to win a championship against Russell's Celtics. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, Bob Pettit was an outstanding powerful. I mean, he, the guy was, he wasn't the fastest guy. He wasn't the strongest guy, but the guy had a sweet little jump shot. He had pretty decent handle. I mean, shit, he, he sort of, to me, he's sort of Dirk Nowitzki-esque, you know, uh, a guy like Jerry Lucas. That's another great center from, uh, from, uh, Wilt Chamberlain's era. Nobody mentions him. People only know about... A guy like Bill Russell. 
you know, uh, Jerry Lucas as a rookie. As a rookie, I'm talking about here. As a rookie, Jerry Lucas was giving you 18 points and 17 rebounds per game. Okay, Jerry, Lu- Jerry Lucas, for his career, averages... Hold on. Something is going on with my with my uh, phone. Hold on. I'm sorry about that, people. Something's going on. I can't even see who's commenting. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the awkward silence, people. Jerry Lucas, for his career, he averages 17 points and 16 rebounds. See, this is the competition that Wilt Chamberlain was going against. And people don't want to give Wilt Chamberlain any credit just because of the fact that he played at a time where, I mean, yeah, I mean, I understand Wilt Chamberlain. He was virtually the only seven-footer, but those guys who played in his era, they weren't much far behind him in height. Uh, Big Sherm, he... he comments what about bill russell now <laughs> come on come on sherm now you're being ridiculous now sherm bill russell is a great player he's a great player now don't get me wrong he's got the most championships but just because he's got the most championships that doesn't make him the greatest he was not better than wilt chamberlain i mean shit wilt chamberlain got a career high a career high and league high 55 rebounds against Bill Russell, he's had some outstanding games against Bill Russell. All right, Bill Russell, his team does get the last laugh, but like I said, you noticed that I said team because Bill Russell played on better teams throughout his career than Will Chamberlain has. He's had guys like Tom Heinsohn and Sam Jones and and uh, Bob Cousy. These guys are all Hall of Fame players. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Hold on, let me get a sip of water. Uh, these guys are Hall of Fame players that I mentioned, Heinsohn and Jones and and Cousy, and and even later in his career, the Celtics they were just they just they were just getting fortunate, They're even more fortunate. Later in Bill Russell's career, they picked up John Havlicek. I mean, Bill Russell has played with more Hall of Fame players than probably any player in the NBA ever. Okay, Wilt Chamberlain, he didn't really have a good supporting cast until he got to L.A. You know, winning in basketball, that's, that's, what, that's what people forget to realize is winning in basketball has to do with the teams that you play on. It's not all about just you. And Big Sherm says he had him beat in head-to-head matchups. I mean, yeah, that's true. But like I said, that's all about his team. Where that That's just using a team concept. Individual, Wilt far from dominates him. I mean, Wilt, is doing, is, Wilt has done things in the NBA that guys today, guys today or guys in any era would not fathom doing. He is still the only player in NBA history to average 50 points in a season. He is still the only player in NBA history to average at least 30 points 
and 20 rebounds in a season. No other player has done that. Also, he's a center. He's a center, and he's averaged close to nine assists a game in a season. I mean, how many centers do you hear about doing things like this? Also, let me add, Wilt is the only player in NBA history to have a triple-double of at least 20, 20, and 20. Okay, now, the people who say Jordan is the best and the people who say LeBron is the best, they got their own reasons, you know. They 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 got they got their validation points, but I mean, they I feel like they disrespect Wilt a little too much. I mean, people people throw in Jordan, they say Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron, but to me, if you ask me, Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron, they're the three greatest wing players the three greatest wing players of all time but the number one guy of all time in the nba history i gotta go with will chamberlain he just dominated so many things and remember and remember we're talking about individual concepts here and i'm not gonna say championships are not important because they are every nba player aspires to be a champion and wilt has less championships than all three of the players that are usually mentioned as the greats, Kobe as the greatest, Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan. He has less rings than all three of those guys. Yes, he does. But, I mean, the attributes that he has is just unconscious. I mean, he just did think, he just, it, the, the numbers that the guy put up was ridiculous. In his first game ever, his first game ever in the NBA, Will Chamberlain scored 34 points and grabbed 20 rebounds. His first game in the NBA, he did that. His first season as a rookie, Will Chamberlain became the first rookie player ever to win the MVP honors. And he did it averaging 38 points and 27 rebounds. Uh, Big Sherm, Big Sherm comments saying it's why, it's why is I say LBJ is the modern day Will Chamberlain. It's not slight, LeBron, at LeBron because he is great. Mm. I mean, I can't say LeBron is the modern day Will Chamberlain, man. He just he just can't he can't he couldn't do what Will could do, man. He just couldn't do what Will could do, and he couldn't score the way Will could score. And everybody says that Will Chamberlain was just all all getting buckets in a. A lot of people don't know. Will actually did have a nice little post hook, a nice little post hook, and a nice little turnaround, Jimmy. He did actually did have a nice little jumper from the elbow as well. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say Wilt would be a great three-point shooter, but he didn't need to be. He didn't need to be because the guy just could not be stopped. And the guy was an incredible athlete. The guy the guy was a ran track. He was very strong. I heard he bench-pressed about 600 pounds or something like that. I forgot what it was. The guy was very strong, very fast. So, I mean, his athletic, his athleticism also was ahead of his time. And 
The guy, the guy, the guys, the guy was just un, he's he was just an unbelievable play. And a lot of people probably won't agree with me when I say this, except for maybe the few who are still with us who were watching basketball or following basketball in Wilt's time. A lot of people probably won't agree with me. And like I said, I can understand why somebody would say Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant is the greatest. Oh, even another guy, you got your you got your reasons as to why you say that that player is the greatest. But if we're talking individually, individually from a standpoint, I mean, it's very hard to argue that Wilt Chamberlain is not the greatest of all time. It is very, very hard to argue that. Now, LeBron James, I mean, the guy has a lot of accolades. The guy is, he's got the most playoff points, I believe it is. And, uh, shit, to be honest with you, I want to see LeBron James get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for all-time points. You know? But I don't think that the guy compares to Wilt. Now, Michael Jordan, the guy is great. Like, he's, he's And, uh... As far as and if and if anybody was wondering, as far as who I think is better between Mike and LeBron, no disrespect to LeBron, I can't really put Mike. I can't really put LeBron above Mike, and it's just simple things like, for example, in Game Three of the NBA Finals, uh, Durant's coming down court, Curry sets a a a, a bitch ass fucking pick on LeBron. I mean, LeBron could have easily got off of that pick. But instead, he says, nah, I'm going to let Rodney Hood guard Kevin Durant. And, of course, you didn't get the result that you ordered because Durant hit that fucking shot in LeBron's face. And, it, and it's because of reasons like that that I wouldn't say that LeBron is better than Mike because Mike would have been like, nah, uh-uh, fuck that. I'm going to guard Durant. I want to guard this guy. I want to make sure that... I'm the reason why we won or lost this game. You know, LeBron just didn't have, just doesn't have that killer instinct. At times he doesn't. Sometimes he can and sometimes he won't. And he quit yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I, we saw it yesterday. He was quitting. Michael Jordan, a guy like Michael Jordan, be like, nah, fuck that. We, I'm not, I don't care if we losing by 50. I'm going to go down swinging. You know, LeBron sometimes. He can shy away from the big moment. And <clears throat> it's because of reasons like that. I wouldn't give him the nod over Michael Jordan. Uh, Once again, like I said, I got Will Chamberlain as my GOAT, you know. And it might be strange coming from a dude coming my coming from a dude my age that Wilt is the that I'm saying Wilt is the GOAT. But I mean... Shit, I mean, you can't, you just can't name a player who has put up the numbers that he's put up, done the things that he's done. I mean, the man has had the league change the rules because of him. There's, there's not much you can say about the man. I'm, the man came in ready. Like I said, as a rookie, the brother averaged 38 points and 27 rebounds, okay? The man. Didn't stop. The man has averaged. The man at. Hold on. Let me see this. Let me look at this real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12, 13. Okay. Will Chamberlain has played in the league for 13 years and has averaged at least 20 points a game. He's played in the league for, for 15 years, I'm sorry, and has averaged at least 20 points per game for 13 of those 15 years. Also, uh, he's, uh, he's played in the league for 15 years. He's averaged at least 20 rebounds for uh, 11, no, actually 10 of those 15 years. That's another thing that's impressive. He's the only player to score 100 in a game, only player to average 50 in a season, only center to average nine, nine assists in a season. I mean, shit, man. The way it looks to me, that man is the GOAT. And also, <laughs> well, from what I heard, that man definitely has had a good time with the woman folk. <laughs> Anyways, uh... Peace out to my peoples. This has uh, been another episode of LBR. I promise the next episode, Sherm or Joe or Sean or all three of them will be here. Uh, it's been real, my people. Have a good day. And uh, that's all. Peace.